and good afternoon to you. How are you on this wonderful Wednesday? It is so good to be in your presence once again. I'm Rochelle Wilson here for the Political Power Hour, uh, WHGE 95.3 FM. We are indeed your one and your only Black-owned, Black-operated news information and advocacy station in the entire state of Delaware. And that gives me a sense of pride. So I pray that you will also take pride in that uh, here for WHGE. Take pride in this radio station uh, and the ingenuity and the ambition and determination of our station leader, Mr. Harmon Carey, uh, the historian uh, sponsored by Eastside Pride and the American uh, Afro Historical Society. So we thank you so much, Mr. Harmon Carey. Uh, and good afternoon. How are you? How's everybody feeling? How are you doing? Uh, this is another edition of the Political Power Hour, a subsidiary of Make Some Intelligent Noise, the Movement for Justice, uh, where I talk about and advocate, actively advocate, for the social justices, equal justice under the law. That's what we do for Make Some Intelligent Noise, the justice movement. Uh, in the interim, I've also now created the Political Power Hour, and it's election season. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk politics. Uh, I want to begin this segment uh, with making just a few announcements, information that could or may be pertinent to your life in some way. Uh, it may lift you up or someone in your family that you love. Uh, so, please... Let me share a little bit of this knowledge that has recently come into my uh, possession. First, I want you to know, as I stated last week, Maison, M-A-Y-Z-O-N, Maison, is hiring assembly workers. Uh, they are hiring anyone that will apply. If you meet the qualifications, you are eligible please apply uh, to Maison if you need to be employed. Uh, and it's a great, it's a really great little place to work. Uh, they are particularly interested in all of our returning citizens. And I think, personally, I think that's fabulous because returning citizens, people coming home from the prison incarceration experience, they need jobs. They need jobs, employment, they need housing, they need health care, uh, they need you and I to be their support system. Uh, regardless of what you think about their past, we want to give them an opportunity uh, that they've been rehabilitated. And so they deserve another opportunity to get it right and to be better than what they were when they were first incarcerated. So please, if you know anyone that might be interested uh, in assembly work, I believe the pay is $20 an hour. Do not quote me on that, but I think that's what I heard uh, while sitting there and chit-chatting uh, with the talent specialist, the talent specialist. And let me give you that number. <clears throat> Please reach out uh, to the human resource talent specialist at 302 
326-0617, extension 9010. All right, we want you to reach out and find out how do you apply for a position making at least $20, $15, an hour at Maison. All right, there's another opportunity here for construction technology. Uh, the training is in Newcastle. It's also in the Woodbridge area. And um, it is being sponsored by the Delaware Technical Community College. So we're very thankful for that. And if you can just run up on your Google, just pull up your Google and uh, just Google uh, Delaware Technical Community College, they will be able to tell you how to go about uh, the process to apply to work in construction technology. Uh, these are all coming to me via your friend and mine, PERCOD. PERCOD, uh, Partnership in Reentry Coalition of Delaware. Uh, my friend and yours, dear friend, Lori Alberts. Lori Alberts wanted to make sure that the people knew about this information because it can uplift you and change your life. So do not sleep on this, okay? Don't sleep on it. These are real opportunities for employment to lift yourself up and to be better than what you were. So here we have also the Eagle Group. They are also hiring. And uh, at the plant, they're looking for machinists, uh, metal finishers, welders, material handlers, uh, press brake operators, system developers, uh, all sorts of shifts, 6 a.m. until 6 a.m. the next day. So uh, give them a call and find out what can you do to apply at Eagle Group. They are hiring. That's at 100 Industrial Boulevard in Clayton, Delaware. Their number is 302 434 um, I believe that's 9575, but if you Google Eagle Group, you will you will be able to make sure that I've uh, reiterated that number correctly. The paper, I believe it says 9575. Don't quote me on that. Pull up your cellular devices and do a quick Google search on the Eagle Group. So we appreciate you. Thank you so much, Laurie, uh, Laurie Alberts from the PERCOD organization for that information as well as Amazon. As you know, Amazon is always hiring, uh, but right now they are really, really, really looking for some folks for the Christmas holidays. As we approach the Christmas holidays, Amazon needs workers. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, want to make sure that you have an opportunity to be well-informed here at WHGE, that is our job, to inform you of what's going on in ways that could benefit your life uh, and your family or someone that you love. So you are listening to Rochelle Wilson, and I want to just, uh, I want to read something to you really quickly, and then we are going to definitely talk politics. But I want to share something with you. Uh, there's an organization 
that uh, recently I've really, really been adhering to. I, I've just kind of leached right onto them. And I do what I can to help and assist because I really think they're a good organization. Uh, they are a faith-based organization, uh, Christian primarily, to my knowledge. They are a Christian-based organization, and that organization is called CTAC, C-T-A-C, and that's Churches, Our Citizens, Take a Corner. It's actually Churches Take a Corner. I just put in citizen because everyone is not uh, affiliated with a church. Everyone that is a part of CTAC is not necessarily affiliated with a church. So whether you're a citizen or a, or a member of a church, CTAC, uh, this is their mission statement, and I'll share it with you just because I think it's important if there's something that you've been looking to do to get involved in the community, to be a better version of yourself, and for your community to be a better version of itself, this is the organization that I can say I, I, I really like them. I really like them. You do what you got to do, but I really like them. But listen to this, ladies and gentlemen, their mission statement for SeaTac. Uh, SeaTac connects people through our trained volunteers to ensure the mechanics of family life are respected and protected while incorporating conflict resolution, trauma interventions, and peer-to-peer -peer techniques of communications to improve our marginalized communities. That kind of encompasses all of it for me. I love that mission. I love that statement. Uh, I believe that CTAC uh, sort of believes what I believe in, or I believe what they believe in. So uh, I, I wanted to share that with you because I do believe uh, that CTAC is a great organization. And so, you know, if you're interested in getting involved in something and you want to make a difference, you know, give CTAC some thought. They, they work off of volunteers. Uh, they work off of people who are dedicated to being the change that they want to see. All right. <clears throat> Pardon me, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'm running my mouth all day long and all day yesterday on the phone and emails and calling people and text, text messaging, uh, you know, so uh, I just talk too damn much. <laughs> but that's what you do when you're a commander on the airwaves uh, is you talk and you share and disseminate information. All right. So I just want to share with you as well that save the date, Saturday, uh, October 15th, Saturday, October 15th, 2022 at 5 o'clock p.m., SeaTac will be doing their Legacy Awards celebration. Uh, they are having a fundraiser, and if you'd like more information on how to get in touch with SeaTac and perhaps be a part of that, uh, that fundraiser, or if you just want to maybe get a, an ad in their book to promote and advertise your business or your products, you know, give them some love. Show them some love. They've got a great booklet, a uh, book actually, that's coming out with all of these advertisements. You will find Make Some Intelligent Noise. Uh, I will be in that book as well because it will reach the community. Uh, and it's kind of a souvenir from the dinner. So if you want to get in touch with SeaTac, I would ask you wholeheartedly, please reach out to 302 377 
5984-302-577. I'm sorry, 377-5984. 377-5984 for SeaTac. Uh, so show them some love. How about that? And uh, I believe that's pretty much it. I want to close out. Oh, this is so important. This is so absolutely important. If you are someone you love are dealing with addiction, this is going to be the big one. This is the big one, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the state of Delaware in collaboration with SeaTac as well as the Lions Club. The Lions Club, that's really who's promoting it. Uh, the Lions Club is doing a big thing on Thursday, August 18th from 3 until 7 p.m. You know, come on out. Uh, they're doing some fun things for the kids, you know, little bouncy houses and stuff like that for the kids, which I think is great. But for us as adults, we need to know uh, there's a training available on nalox naloxin. Uh, sorry if I'm getting that not perfectly. Uh, there's going to be the, the Navring Dance Academy Anti-Opioid Performance uh, in Bellevue Farms Garden. There's few a free community dinner uh, at the Slater Pavilion. You know, there'll be a, a training at the Bellevue Theater with The Cause. There's a lot going on, and all we're asking, come on out. It's called Oasis. Uh, the Opioid Awareness Summit Information Saves Lives at 510 Duncan Road, Wilmington, Delaware, this Thursday, August 18th at 3 o'clock p.m. So please show up. They'll be there until 7, and you can find out some information for you or your loved one if somebody is dealing with an opioid addiction or whatever the addiction may be. If you can't get right here to 9th and Pine Street, uh, Central Baptist Church, Eastside Pride, every Tuesday uh, at 645, you know, we are holding addiction recovery meetings, and we would love to invite you to join us. All are welcome. So please, that's every Tuesday at 645. However, if you can't get to us, maybe you can get out there to 510 Duncan Road. All right, ladies and gentlemen, whatever it takes to heal our community is what we got to do. We got to heal our people. You know, we got to get up. We got to get up, stand up on our own two feet and stop looking for other people to give us a handout, uh, in particular, our government, right? So we're not going to do that anymore. And please save the date. You got to save the date. Absolutely save the date. This Saturday, uh, will be the Neighborhood Block Party. SeaTac is doing the Neighborhood Block Party Saturday, August the 20th. Uh, it's Healing Beyond Bullies and Bullets. So please bring the children out to that. Uh, contact SeaTac uh, at the number that I previously gave you or just show up at 4 Colby Avenue, Claymont, Delaware in Knollwood Park. Knollwood Park. 4 Colby Avenue, uh, Claymont, Delaware. We really would love to see you there. That's SeaTac. We're doing the block party, and I do anticipate it's going to be a fun time, all right? You will definitely see Rochelle Wilson in the house, and some of the other journalists will also be there. So please show up, uh, and let's have a water ice or something together. A bottle of water, whatever it takes, 
right? All right, that's this Saturday, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure uh, you come out and be a part of that. And it starts at 12 noon, 12 noon, all right? So that's what we're going to do with that. And, of course, I, I would be remiss. I always save the very best for last. We know that the 26th annual African American Family Festival and the 5th annual Taste of Africa will be taking place on Saturday, September 10th, 2022 from 12 until 7 right here in Wilmington at the Kirkwood Park 11th and Kirkwood Streets here in Wilmington. Pass the information along. Let all of your friends know in Philadelphia, New Jersey, Baltimore. Let them all know. Come to the African American Family Festival uh, sponsorship by Eastside Pride in collaboration with your favorite radio station, WHGE 95.3 FM. All right. I'm so excited about that. We're working hard to bring you a really, really good time, a really good family fun festival. And I'm on the committee and I'm telling you, all of the journalists here at WHGE have been absolutely committed to making sure that we do the best that we can do in order to provide you with a phenomenal family fun experience. So we really want you to save the date, September 10th, Kirkwood Park, I will be looking for you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, now that I've made all of the announcements, uh, to my knowledge, let's see what time it is. Yes, we're perfectly on time. I want to share with you uh, a couple of other things. As I said, it's time to talk politics. All right, so let's talk politics. And I have a good uh, friend of mine as well as an excellent journalist, one of your favorites, as well as one of my favorites. Ladies and gentlemen, I will be bringing into the studio with me today, Mr. Alan Lawrence. Uh, Brother Alan Lawrence has been doing journalism uh, here at WHG for a while. And so he's going to join me as we talk politics in Wilmington or the state of Delaware. Won't you join me? Peace oh, and grace, hey. Alan. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Absolutely, my dear. I'm so happy to have you here. Uh, let's set this up just a little bit. Yes, that's very good. Okay, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you very much. And let me say to your audience, though, thank you for allowing me to be here for a few minutes, though, to say a couple of things about voting. I appreciate that, and that's definitely what we're going to talk about is the importance of voting. But let's bring up one of the issues that has me totally baffled. This is an issue that has me so perplexed, Alan. I don't know. If this isn't a reason to vote, then there isn't a reason to vote. Uh, and so you and I, uh, we know. Kathy McGinnis. Yes. Kathy McGinnis has been brought up on charges. She's almost pretty much, you might you might see an invisible handcuff on one arm, right? Because she may, she's she been indicted for, for taking money or using money from the Delaware uh, State Treasury, you know, as an auditor, using the money irrationally. We'll say it that way, right? Okay. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be nice yeah. and call it that. Mm -hmm. uh, some people would say she stole the money. Uh, so what I'm saying is she's done this or she's dealing with these potential crimes 
uh, on her record, and yet she is still running for the state auditor uh, for the state of Delaware. Like, what am I missing in all of that? <laughs> well, <laughs> you're not missing anything because you've hit it on the nail. You've hit the nail on the head. Okay. Okay. Now she's been convicted of two or three charges and acquitted on a couple of charges, though. <laughs> now, here's the thing. More likely than not, she's not going to get any jail time. Oh, or yeah. Uh, yeah. She'll probably end up with parole or probation. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, her attorney is appealing the conviction. Mm -hmm. So... The judge hasn't uh, decided yet which way they're going to rule and when there's going to be a trial, uh, if there is a new trial, okay. because he can decide whether or not to uh, go along with the appeal or say, nah, yeah, we think that. But here's the kicker. That <laughs> I think a lot of what you just said was the kicker. kicker. <laughs> no, because she may be able to run anyway and Delaware doesn't know exactly what they will do if she runs and wins how to deal with that now as my understanding the house or there are certain representatives that are asking for her immediate resignation yes there are and there are members of the house namely uh, some of the downstate uh, persons you can say their said, name. Uh, Schwarzkopf. Oh, okay. Pete Schwarzkopf. Pete Schwarzkopf. Oh, my. And he and Kathy McGinnis are longtime friends and allies, though. Mm -hmm. And he's kind of put a hold on that part of it. But the other part is that the governor can remove her from office, but the governor is saying that he won't do that. He won't make a decision on that until after a sentence is presented so then he'll decide what he's going to do this is all this is called politics yes this is called politics now you've said a lot of things that have absolutely nothing to do with the fact that Lydia York is running against Kathy McGinnis but let's go back to the real politics right all right the real politics is one of the things you said uh, the judge can make the decision right uh, if he decides to, but... If he decides to go along with the appeal. Right. For a new trial. But isn't it interesting how people are swaying towards her uh, support? Like people... And then, of course, we all have we all have knowledge of Pete Schwarzkopf. He made, he's yeah. smart. Oh, yeah. He's, he's smart. smart. He's smart in as much as he made alliances with the right people to promote his agenda. I can't say that that's, that's, that's a bad thing to be able to do, but sometimes it's not always transparent. Sometimes it's underhanded. And Pete Schwarzkopf has made alliances with all types of people in politics. He's been around so long, the seat has <laughs> the seat has fit to his yeah. booty. <laughs> it's like a little Pete Schwartz called booty right in the chair. Uh, I, I personally, like on a personal level, I would love to see uh, a, a dear friend of mine. I would love to see Melissa Minor Brown. I would love to see Mimi Brown in Pete Schwartzkopf's chair 
Oh boy, she's a powerhouse. I would love to see that. I would love to see that. Uh, can't tell anybody to vote that direction because by FCC standards, we're not allowed to promote any in particular uh, politician or person or candidate or any of those things. Uh, but I can tell you what I like. <laughs> and that's okay. But getting back to Pete Schwartzkopf mm -hmm. and Kathy McGinnis uh, and even the judges, doesn't it seem like folks are just giving her such a soft, a smooth... Uh, situation here with what if if I had stole money if Rochelle Wilson had stolen money from the state of Delaware I'd be all up in somebody's prison definitely by now they wouldn't be considering it John Carney the governor would not be waiting for the sentence uh, to nail me to the cross right well, if I did it as the saying goes you know there are two types of justice systems there is justice, and then there is just us. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. It's sad that, you know, that I even have to laugh at that. Justice and just us. Yes. Maybe I should change the name of my movement to the just us movement, right? I'll give that some thought. I'll give that some thought. Uh, so Kathy McGinnis, you say she already has been uh, yeah, she's found been guilty? Yeah, she's been found guilty on... I think it's either two or three charges, and two that uh, she was found not guilty of. Oh, okay. Yeah, I forget the numbers, which way it is, though, but uh, that's where it is. And her lawyer is appealing and asking for a new trial uh, for those things that she's been uh, found guilty of. Yes. So we'll see what happens, and again, that's... Uh, the legal system, though, because, you know, as justice and justice. Just you know, uh, one of my all-time favorites, I got that from Richard Pryor. He said, when you go down to the courtroom, that's what you find, just us. <laughs> <laughs> that is so sad. That is so sad. It's sad, but it's a truth yeah. that, that is hard to um, actually deny. And so... Uh, I, I was reading, I think it was Delaware Online, I'm not sure which uh, ad, I get so many emails and, and ad, you know, stuff, but I was reading up on Kathy McGinnis, and she is still claiming her absolute innocence, that she did absolutely nothing wrong, she stole no money, she didn't dip into the dive, she didn't do any of those things, right? Uh, and that she refuses to give up her seat, like she's not going to do that, and she's going to run full force against Lydia York. Yeah, she is. If, uh, you know, and that's one of the quirks in Delaware's system is that, uh, you know, she can run and the legislators are wondering, what do we do here? You know, because like you said previously, a lot of them have already said that, you know, they wanted her removed and it's been put uh, a halt to it by Schwarzkopf, though, and, you know, and the governor says, well, you know, because they know that he has the power to do that, but it's power, but it's never been used. And, and they have all of these little friendly, or not, maybe they're not even friendly. I'll just call them alliances. Or I, I make a promise to you, and, and then you'll do something for me. Uh, or I've, I'm holding something on you. I know something about you. And so, you know, maybe I'm not going to prosecute you, or I don't want to show like I'm going against you, because 
excuse me, I can't afford uh, to deal with that type of, of kickback from you. You, you know what I'm saying? Oh, if you yeah. and I are in partnership on a particular bill or a project or usually money, usually it has something to do with money. So politicians make these little backdoor conversations uh, and promises, and then we wait for them to show up later, after the promises are made, after the uh, election, after voting season is all over. Now everybody is sitting in their seats. Well, you know... Politicians always say that, you know, if somebody scratches my back, I'll scratch yours, though, and the like. You know, it's just like um, you look at, like, take, um, what's her name, uh, Liz Cheney out there. Now, you know, she's 99 things that she can say or she can go along with, I would disagree with. The one thing that she's doing that I say, yeah, okay, I'm with you on that, is that she's on the committee, though, and she says Trump should be impeached and should never run for office and all of that. You know, 99 other things, I say, uh, no, we are not in the same place. Right, okay? right, right. So, you know, and that's how politics works, though, you get that, and then somebody... Uh, there's a saying that says, you know, politics makes strange bedfellows. Yes, yes. And it does. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. People who would never even get along with each mm -hmm. other under normal circumstances, if you know that you've got to partner or align yourself with this person in order to get your bill passed because you see the bigger picture, mm -hmm. then yeah, you become bedfellows. Yeah. Because now if they vote in your favor, you owe them oh, one. Exactly. And that's how when their works. bill comes mm -hmm. up, they expect you to vote in their mm -hmm. favor. And then you're looking and saying, why did they vote for that? Yeah. No, because they owe. They owe a favor. Mm -hmm. But isn't that the gist of what politics has always been? Uh, that ability mm -hmm. to to negotiate and alignments mm -hmm. uh, and, and to do it in a way where it seems it's seamless. It's smooth and mm -hmm. nobody even knew. Right? Yeah. You know, uh, Politicians call it compromise. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, now, you can disagree with a whole lot of the stuff, though, that a person does or says and wants to pass, though, but if they're doing something to get your agenda or your bill passed, then they call that compromise, compromise. and bipartisanship and all yes. of those kinds of things. Isn't so, that something? And that's, that's, that's really, um, like... There's nothing illegal about that. No. And and those that do it, the better you can do that, I guess the higher you go up the ranks, uh, political ranks, right? The better you're able to the compromise. Better, the better you can compromise with someone and your party stays in power. Yeah. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. that part. That part is important. I'm glad you mentioned that as well, too. Mm -hmm. I want to find something here that I wanted to share with, um, well, with everyone. If I can just find it, you know, I don't want to. There it is. It popped right up. So this is from FAM. And uh, this is something that FAM sent in an email. But I'm not going to go through all of who it was to and all that. I just want to read something that FAM said that I think the listening audience should be made aware of. And then I'd like to engage you in a conversation about it. So it says, uh, dear person. Uh, today, we released the results from the first ever 
national poll on prison oversight. You can check out the full, uh, the full results and then it gives the website. It says, we learned is that an overwhelming 82% of the public agrees that states and the federal government should have a system of independent oversight for prisons. 82% of the American population agrees that states as well as the federal government should have a system of independent oversight on the prisons. Wide majorities across political parties told us that they think oversight is important to cut down on waste, fraud, and the abuse that takes place in the prisons, as well as to make sure our elected leaders are aware of the problems that need to be fixed and to make sure incarcerated people and correctional officers are kept safe. Even people without family or friends in prison, they still agree that there are good reasons to have an independent investigation and inspections of the prisons, state and federal prisons. I think that is fantabulous. I made that word up. Fantabulous. 82% of the American population, and you know, uh, when you look at the American population, you know, we're, we're conservative, we're liberal, we're independent, we're all different kinds of things, Republican, Democrats, and all of these things, right? But so many of our more conservative voters, they think prison is a good thing. You got to go to prison. It's the timeout chair. You know, the thing that people, a lot of people don't realize about prison is that most of the people that are incarcerated, at some point, they are getting out and they are returning to society. Now, prison reform, I've always been in favor of because eventually these people are coming back into society and you need to, while they are incarcerated, help them with education because most of the people that are in prison, though, uh, don't have a high school diploma. Uh, most have somewhere between a 6th to an 8th grade education, somewhere in between there. And when they come out, and you've got all this technology out here now, and, you know, a guy may think, I can't... Uh, I can't rob an ATM. <laughs> you know, I can't go say, give me your money to the ATM. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, technology yeah. has definitely changed. Um, I do believe that inside the prisons, we need to have more rehabilitative services. Uh, it's so unfortunate that here in America, we throw people in prison and then we walk away. We don't, we don't rehabilitate them with the counseling and the programs and the, and the few programs that are in the prisons. You know, you've got 1,500 people in prison, but you've only got space for 50 people to be in a program. There's something wrong with those numbers. So, you know, Norway begins rehabilitative services the moment a person is arrested and brought into uh, their prison system, the moment that they have been sentenced by the judge, and now they're incarcerated. 
it. Uh, counseling begins. They find out what the inmate, the prisoner, uh, uh, what what did you do before? You know, are, are you good mm -hmm. at your hands? Maybe you're a carpenter. Maybe you're an electrician. Whatever your skill set is, let's try to build on that. So when we do let you out, you have a skill that you take with you. They counsel them. Why did you rob or why did you kill this person? What was your meaning? Like they get into the whole rehabilitation here in America. No, we feel like that's too much money spent to rehabilitate these human lives. Instead, we throw them in a prison, treat them worse than we do our own dogs and our pets at home. And, and then we walk away and like we think it's okay until... Until it affects a certain uh, group of people, once that group of people is infect or affected by uh, incarceration, now incarceration matters. Now we want to get rehabilitation and counseling services in there, right? We want to teach them trades and all of these things because it's affecting their family and their posterity. So it matters. Uh, but before that, it was massive incarceration of one group of folks. And, uh, you know, it was okay. Put them in the slave camps and leave them there until they rot. Get them as young bucks, mandingos, drain all of the life out of them, and then let them back into society, back into their 40s and 50s, when they're no good to anyone. Well, you know, that is a big part of the reason why the recidivism rate is so high because as that saying goes, idle hands are the devil's workshop. And when you're in prison and you don't have anything to do all day, but try to learn to be a better criminal from somebody, you know, that is not helping society, not nope. in the least. So we need to do, there is a lot that we can do with reform, education, recidiv—you know—to reduce that recidivism rate, to so that these people, when they come out of and they return to society, they then have something that they can offer to be a productive citizen. The recidivism rate, in my opinion, happens because when they are released. If they don't have a support system, and even some of those that do have a support system, it's, it's really a lot when someone's been incarcerated for years, now they come home, and you've got to deal with their being institutionalized, but you're trying to deal with them in a regular, normal way, but they've been institutionalized, so you got to get them out of that before you can have a decent, intelligent conversation with them, right? But And that's if they have a support system. For those that don't have one, if they got to get out, they know they have, what, 20 days or something to get a job or 30 days to get a job once you're released. Otherwise, you violate probation. Sometimes it's so hard out here to find employment, to find housing, uh, support systems, uh, 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 training, whatever it is. It, they can't get it. It's like, shit, I might as well go back to jail. And so they do. They just go back to jail where they, where they know it's the old phrase, three cots yeah. and a hot. Three hots and a cot. Oh, three hots and a cot. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, that's all right. I get it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, you don't want to get me on that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think I've already got off on a tangent, right? And when you think about it, 
when that person goes in and they've changed and they've got their orange jumpsuit or their white jumpsuit with DOC on the back yeah. of it, though, and that doesn't mean doc. <laughs> You know, and don't do that. <laughs> I was taking a sip of water, ladies and gentlemen, and he said that I couldn't swallow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, DOC, it does not mean doc. Uh, well, it does mean doc, in a way, if you really go back, because uh, when the slaves were brought in, they were put onto the dock. So, isn't that the interesting metaphor of that, right? The dock, the DOC. But anyway, uh, this is the political power hour. We're talking politics, uh, but you can't talk politics without talking about criminal justice and the systems that exist uh, and, and, and all of the politics that goes around that. There's a lot of politics around that. So as we move forward, we're getting closer and closer to the date. I think, what, we've got two weeks left? About two weeks. Just so about two months. weeks left, and, and it's it's primary. Pull the lever yeah, and pull the, the, push the button. primary. Right? Yeah. And that's where we find out who's going to run for the big election in November. November. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so I know that uh, Brother Namdi Chakwocha, mm -hmm. yes, House Representative Namdi Chakwocha uh, has now is in the battle ring with one and only City Council Representative Shanae Nicole Darby. She yeah. went from being City Council Representative to now vying for the seat of House Representative. Uh, for the first district, which is the seat that Representative Namdi Chakwocha sits in. So, again, it is against FCC rules for any, any of the journalists here to endorse any particular candidate uh, and, and ask you to endorse any particular candidate. However, we all have our own personal favorites and our choices. But I'd like to know... Uh, that that should be an interesting race. Yeah, that will. How be long has Namdi been uh, in position? Is uh, this his second? This term? will be his second Th term. Second, second or third? Or third term, I believe. I'm not sure because I remember when he was uh, in city council, and then uh, he won the election. Yeah. And this may be his second or third term. I'm not sure which, though. But uh, sometimes competition is good, though, yeah. because uh, it makes a person up their game. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And and knowing the the type of, uh, I just know a little bit about Shanae Nicole Darby. I do know that she can be quite a powerhouse, a handful to deal with. Uh, you know, uh, she'll give you a run for your money. And so she's going to put out the best campaign that she can mm -hmm. put out, because if she's going after that seat, she wants it. Yeah, well, she see, wants that seat. Well, you know, and I think she wants the seat. Nambi wants to keep the seat. Yeah. And you see the signs, and you see both of them signs out there. Yes. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens uh, come Jan uh, September 13th. Well, actually, I really think uh, it's September 3rd, I think. Is it the 3rd or the 13th? 13th. Oh, Second it? Tuesday of the month. Okay. All right, so here's the thing then. I think that um, for me, it's going to come down to looking at the records 
of who do, who has done what, uh, and then the things that they've done, how does that affect my life? Are those things that I can agree with and get behind? If if Shanae uh, Nicole Darby uh, stands for what I stand for, I appreciate that. If if Namdi Chakocha can stand for what I believe in, I'm with that. And and it's really just going to come down to that moment of decision. Who stands? Who is the strongest voice to stand up for what I believe is right? For me, for my one vote, my one little yeah. vote. And that's how it should be. You know, you should be looking at what the candidates bring to the table and how what's on the table affects your life and you make the decision accordingly. I, I find so often mm -hmm. when I talk to people, they want to vote for this person or that person because they really like them. Well, I, I thank God that I've had the good fortune to meet quite a few people who work at the General Assembly. Uh, you know, and whatever my opinion is that of them is, ultimately it has to come down to not if I like them or not. Because there may be people that I just do not, my spirit and their spirit cannot be in the same room at the same time, but they stand for what I believe in. They stand for what I believe in. So I gotta vote I gotta vote that way. I don't think we should be voting based on who we like. This is not a personality contest. Ladies and gentlemen, this vote is very important, and I can't take it away from Lisa Blunt Rochester. Uh, I'm not sorry, not Lisa Blunt Rochester, uh, our Vice President Kamala Harris at the NAACP uh, 113th anniversary. She's made it very clear. This, this voting season is very important to chime into your legislators on the legislative level. Because when you get up to the federal levels and, uh, you know, the president of the United States, we, that's wonderful. Whoever you're going to vote for the president, guess what? They have to follow the legislators that you voted for down here. So please, don't just vote on popularity contests. Oh, I like this one, and she's the best dressed, and he's the hot, you know, most handsome. Let's not do that. Too much is at stake. Too much of our community, of our children, is at stake to be voting for popularity and who we like. We've got to vote on the issues. That's what's important. You've got to vote on the issues. So please, cast your vote. It's, it's, it's vital. It is of vital importance this election season for when we go into the, area, uh, the era of voting for a president. So... Be mindful of who you vote into your city council, which that goes up to your general assembly legislators, both house and senators. You gotta pay attention, ladies and gentlemen. It's very important. How you vote here has a lot to do with what happens uh, uh, on our federal level when we get to the executive, which is the president of the United States. 100% correct. You know, voting is not something to play with. You know, going back in the day, you know, folks were, you know, you, you can vote now at 18. There was a time when you couldn't vote until you were 21. But here's the thing. 
you could be now folks that are out there they have a father or grandfather though that would remember this back in the day if you were 18 we graduated from high school if you were 18 if you weren't in college you were getting a males anyway you were getting draft notices and draft notices were saying okay greetings you are hereby ordered to report to and they would tell you where you were going for basic training and then you were going to Vietnam but you couldn't vote you didn't have a say in hey I don't agree with this war I didn't I wanted to say something against it though but you couldn't do that because you weren't 21 and one of the things that happened is that college students and body bags started coming home saying when the body bags were coming home saying oh this is terrible we're looking at almost half of the people there was roughly 50,000 people who lost their lives in Vietnam almost 20,000 were black poor white and any other minorities about almost 20,000 so that's almost half of those and people were saying oh now we got to do something about this and they voted to change the voting age from 21 to 18 and from a history standpoint that became a constitutional amendment and that was the fastest amendment to the Constitution in the history of this country. Wow. Wow. You know, when you talked about voting and, and, and uh, when you just said that, uh, I can't believe someone's calling me while on my phone when I'm on the air, okay? So, uh, but I find it interesting, and I'm going to take this all the way back. So at 18, they couldn't vote, but you could send them over to Vietnam to be killed. Yes. Right? Uh, I know that people who have been incarcerated, they come home. Uh, I know that those laws are changing, but in some states it's still prohibited. You are not allowed to vote if you have been in an incarcerated state. But then I take it all the way back to Kathy McGinnis. Here she's been indicted or, and found guilty of particular charges uh, ready to be sentenced, and yet she's still running for elected official. Like, how is it that some people get this, this, it's almost like they get a pass. How is it that Kathy McGinnis gets a pass and she's allowed to run for an elect, to be an elected official after a, you know, a misunderstanding with the money, and yet people who have been incarcerated uh, you know, they they come out of prison. They can't even find place to live. So what's going to happen to Kathy McGinnis? Well, she has a support system. She's got Pete Schwartzkopf in her pocket, right? Uh, or he or she's in his pocket. However, however that works. And and I'm just saying it's an imbalance. So when I advocate for equal justice under the law, that means that Kathy McGinnis should deal with the same set of judicial. Uh, circumstances and, 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 and that I would, the consequences. She needs to deal with the same consequences that I would have to deal with if I stole money from the state of Delaware. Mm -hmm. And see, and that's another reason voting is important. Voting is important. you know, 
the way you change the system is you get like-minded people that are in there that will vote for your interest. That's your interest. And you want to have somebody who will represent your interest there so absolutely. that that system changes. And you're absolutely right because there are those, like I said, justice, just us. Yeah, there you go. Justice and just mm -hmm. us. Yeah. So I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, that's bringing us pretty much down uh, to, a, to a close. And um, I think it's amazing. I think it's absolutely amazing. Uh, the justice, J-U-S-T-I-C-E, the justice system in America really comes down to how you vote. If you vote, uh, you know, a certain way, things are going to stay the same. You vote the same old people in or you vote because you like their 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 hairstyle is, is nice. So you voted for them. You know, when you get down and do it that way, ladies and gentlemen, things don't change. Things stay exactly as they are. And for those of us who are progressive, you know, it's not that I'm not a conservative, but I'm also progressive. I know that change is necessary. It's needed. It's time to change. It's time. It's time to change these old, antiquated, xenophobic laws, rules and, and regulations and judicial courtrooms and uh, the same old politics is same old, same old, same old. It's time to change, ladies and gentlemen. So when we go to the voting booths, are the voting polls. Make sure you've already registered. If you're going to mail in your ballot, uh, make sure you're ready. You've got your stamps, you know, you, whatever it takes to make sure that your voice is heard. Your vote is your voice. And there are skeptics who say, well, it doesn't matter anyway. Whatever I vote, they're still just going to put in some old raggedy, shanky shenanigan, you know, and it's still going to be the same old politics as usual. But I say no. Let us have more faith in ourselves collectively as a community than just that. We've got to recognize that our voice, our vote are one and the same, and they are a part of our power. So please, please vote, register, get out there and vote. If, you, if you're going to go like I am to push the button and pull the lever in the curtain, I just love doing that because whenever I'm in line, I always like to chit chat with people and maybe make a new friend. I'm, you know, chatty catty, right? So I'm going to stand in line and I'm going to chat it up and learn other people's viewpoints and opinions about candidates uh, might sway me from my the, what I was thinking. But however you do it, Mail it in. I don't care if you have to smoke signal it. Ladies and gentlemen, please vote. It counts. It is your voice. It is your voice. And WHGE, although we do not promote any one candidate on any level in any of the elections, we do not endorse. It is against FCC rules. But we do endorse voting. So vote. Lift your voice. This is WHGE 95.3 Black Radio. Information and news and advocacy station in the entire state of Delaware. Again, thanks to Harmon Carey. And thank you to James Bailey as well as to uh, Brother Eric 
We appreciate all that you're doing to lift us up so that we can be better and greater than who we are today. Please continue to support WHGE Black Radio. Make sure you vote, ladies and gentlemen. This is Rochelle Wilson and Mr. Our Brother Alan Lawrence. And can I say one thing? Please do. She has just made some intelligent noise. Vote. It's free. It doesn't cost you a dime to vote. <laughs> but if you need transportation, make sure you get that ready in advance. Uh, whether it's September 3rd or the 13th, and I'm pretty sure I thought it was the 3rd. But whatever it is, you know, we'll check the date. You make sure you know the date and that you're out there at the voting polls or either mailed in your ballot. All right, everybody, until we meet right back here on Saturday, August 20th at 1 o'clock p.m. for Make Some Intelligent Noise, I'm Rochelle Wilson for the Political Power Hour. Cannot thank you enough for allowing me in your presence once again. Until we meet again, ladies and gentlemen, God bless you. Take care of yourselves. Be good to each other and be good to yourselves. Karma is real. <laughs>